0: Repent, anime is sinful. Only oh, I can save you from anime for the cheap price of all of your credit cards, which I also made you get many of.
1: <laughs> okay, that
0: sounds like Are a good you laughing life. at me, the prophet of the Lord Most High?
1: I would never. to imagine me and mawar you penguin drum i am panda i am your host and i am here with my co-host alice hi alice
0: hello i'm also here
1: you are here i'm so glad you're here
0: thank you for being glad that i'm here
1: we're also here with Cass. hi Cass.
2: hello one day i will ascend to true co-host status and then all of you are unsafe
1: i usually (laughs) call you alice's co-host because i think that that's funny because you're married.
2: I know, right?
1: We are here to talk about episode 11 of Mowaru Penguin Drum. Uh we are getting some I, heavy reveals. I don't know, maybe that's not the right word. We we get a very important reveal in this episode that sort of gives us a big puzzle piece to uh the big puzzle that is Ikuhara's pristine drama. I can't believe was a
2: frog this whole time. <laughs> it really changes how you watch all the previous episodes.
1: This episode, of course, is called You Have Finally Realized It. And how do we feel going into this episode?
2: Um, I've known this shit was going to happen from the beginning because I got accidentally spoiled. So now y'all have to deal with the existential dread that I do.
0: How do we feel about it? I would say that I've I've had wiki dives that were more fun than the the one that this put me on.
2: (laughs) I I would like to clarify a thing here. Alice didn't realize that I wasn't done reading the article I found on the thing.
0: I wanted to sit down and the cat was in my
2: seat. She wanted to sit down the cat was in her seat, so she kind of just like evacuated me from my chair and then started reading and got further than I did. I have never been angrier in my life. (laughs) I was, I was just sitting there going, like, will you let me back in my seat now? She was like, well, yeah, I just wanted to sit down for a bit. And I'm like, "But well, I wasn't done. And she was a, so heartbroken. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> <gonna lie. laughs> so anyway, that's the story of how Alice and I read the entirety of the spoiler, spoiler,
1: spoiler. Yeah, we will get to spoiler, spoiler, spoiler for for spoiler.
0: Did you just try to say for sure in a way that was like, rhymed with that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Huh. It was cute. Anyway, let's start the episode.
2: And so we begin, in the way all good episodes begin, with something mildly inexplicable happening. So... Kanba has decided to go to a mysterious giant mansion that looks exactly like Natsume's mansion that she's been hanging out in in several shots.
0: I mean, the camera camera feed does say Natsume on it. Well, the
1: camera feed says Natsume, and also, notably, we didn't get this with the subtitles, but the sign on the outside of the door also says Natsume in uh, Japanese.
2: So- Natsume just reiterates she must, in fact, crush him soon, and allows Kanba through the gates as he announces he's here to talk.
1: I like that one brief shot of Kanba with no eyes.
2: Excuse me, what? I love the shot of Penguin Number 1 in the little samurai outfit he's made from, like, random junk and a trash can lid as a shield, and a ruler as his sword. This is yeah. what
1: I meant here. Yeah,
2: yeah the, where his eyes Oh, yeah. Eyes oh yeah, yeah. Stylistic
1: things happening. Yeah, this is adorable.
0: I thought I'd miss some like Silent Hill shit.
1: <laughs> you no, know, it was just you know, it's, since it was a quick shot, they minimized the amount of details.
2: Anyway, welcome to Black Mansion. It is just painted black.
1: Well, they have a red floor, and so they decided to paint it black.
2: Da, 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 da. <laughs> so, in a totally not uncomfortable, move the fucking the fucking sweater. From the previous episode, the one that was used to torture Kanba is there on a mannequin with a photo of Kanba pinned to its chest.
1: And in the photo, he is wearing the sweater.
2: Yep. Just absolute psychological warfare. Anyway, time for the opening theme!
1: He's obviously
0: here to hunt the most dangerous game. Man.
1: Alice, I know you're joking, but... The most dangerous game. A teenage boy.
0: <laughs> you say that like MCR does have a whole song about that.
1: Well, that's fair. Oh no.
0: <laughs> Still love the opening sequence of this.
1: It's very good. Here's the thing. Also, I watched the episode
2: together and for part of it, she was cooking us dinner. So <laughs> I genuinely cannot remember, Alice, if you were looking over my shoulder or not in a moment that will make what you just said extremely funny.
0: I mean- She's been kind of the huntress the whole time.
2: Mm-hmm. Anyway, that 95 has some very specific meaning now, everybody. Yeah. Sure hope that doesn't turn out to have retroactively been a really depressing thing to think about. That I love the way that the shot of Humari's bed is arranged so her bed looks like a cupcake.
1: Yeah, very fanciful.
2: Anyway, welcome to uh, Natsume's piano room where she is painting a portrait and asks Kanba if he enjoyed their game in the hospital. It's not too bad to be chasing every once in a while, is it? The hunter chases the beast, and the beast chases the hunter.
1: I think Taylor Swift wrote a song about that.
2: I am in love with the fact that there is, like, this several-point buck, a tiger, and two fucking hunting rifles on the wall in this room. It's a never-ending game of tag. To which Combo replies, I see your taste hasn't improved. But <laughs> to- Can we just talk about this portrait? Alice, give me your thoughts on this fucking portrait.
0: This is what if he was literally just wearing the same shit as that one portrait of Sir Walter Raleigh. Um, he—it's just like what if he was Sir Walter Raleigh? That—that's—that's <laughs> You're
1: gonna need to send me a picture of this.
0: Hold I'm gonna—you want me to send you a salacious photo of the Virgin Queen's lover? I will, but okay.
1: Well, you can't Damn. just make a reference. I mean you can and you will my entire life
0: is making is making references to other things. I know. I only have one thing that I do. <laughs> I will find the picture of there are lots of pictures of he was important.
2: Alice only wants one thing and it's disgusting.
0: <laughs> I am a prophet who is unappreciated in my home.
1: So yeah, like kanba has got like this like beautiful pink purple hair, and like a big ruffly collar. Yeah, it does kind of look like that guy. He's got yeah. like...
0: My jokes aside, he looks... This is like some 16th, 17th century kind of like the big ruffle collar, the pads on the shoulder, the big poofs on the shoulders, the um... Ah, there's a specific word for like... It's where you like uh, you cut a slit in the, in the top layer and there's like a bottom layer beneath it kind of thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the starched ruffled collar... Of the Spaniard. It presses to his to his neck and help forces his head to be held erect. I'm sorry, I'm quoting Cyrano de Bergerac. No one's going to get this joke except No, I mean, that is kind
0: of the thing.
1: I like Cyrano de Bergerac, so that joke was for me. That joke was for you and me and for Alice and
2: for <laughs> the uh, 4% of our readers who remember the specific translation of Cyrano that I am familiar with. The only one I like that I can't find any copies of anywhere. Hey, anyway. speaking,
1: of, speaking of fancy boys, this is not related to anything, but do you guys think that Toga is the Paris Hilton of Revolutionary Girl Utsuna?
2: No, but also yes.
0: I'm not sure who comes off worse of that, uh, in that exchange. Because I feel like it's somehow simultaneously insulting to both of them.
2: <laughs> the real thing that gets me here is that that would mean that Toga starred in Repo, a genetic opera. Yes!
0: I would watch it. See, I don't- See, no, I don't see it. Toga would know- Would see- Know that Repo was bad a of my off. Seonji, however, was born to be in Repo, the genetic opera.
2: God, you're not even wrong. <laughs> this is the worst thing you've ever done to me. Okay, let, let's move hey, on hey. before I die. Anyway, Natsume asks Combo, do you want to know why I'm painting your portrait? As she's putting detail on his face.
0: And don't forget the fact that while she's saying this- Uh, The little little penguin number one is dressed up like a samurai with the trash can lid. And I think that's a ruler?
2: It's a ruler. Oh my
0: god. Her penguin is painting um, penguin number one.
2: The Kanba Takakura in my art is the truth, Natsume declares. Sweet whispers of love mean nothing to me. Love is but a word. Just a concept. As Esmeralda just bears down on Penguin number one, who's retreating behind his shield. It is nothing more than the effects of hormones on the brain. Tell me, how much do you love me? Kamba just stands there and goes, like.
1: His face, like, does not move or react. And then he just turns around, like, knock it off!
2: You weird stalker! And immediately, all the curtains close, the hunting rifle wall sinks down, and uh, we are in. Alice, I would like you to describe this soliloquy.
0: You might say I'm a, a love hunter. True love that seeks naught in return.
1: You might say I'm a space cowboy.
2: You
0: might say I'm the um bandit of
2: love. She does, in fact, just say I am hunting the most dangerous game.
0: <laughs> a mad, specifically one.
2: So this whole sequence is playing out in front of... Images on the television of hunting rifles with, like, a no no hunting rifles allowed sign, followed by cutting over to a shot of a big elephant and a little elephant, and the big elephant gets shot with an audible gunshot noise, falls over, and dies. Also, she declares, I am a winner in love, and you are my prey. And Tom was like, how dare you call me prey?
0: Oh, look, I'm just glad that some version of a jury is finally getting some kind of success.
2: Is she gay enough to be Jury? No.
0: This is another world line where Jury was straight. I
2: I, I don't know how to tell you this, but the joke here is starting to turn into evil Jury, if like. <laughs> I mean,
0: yeah, I think that is specifically the joke.
1: <laughs> to enjoy the hunt, both parties must be on equal footing.
0: Okay, Admiral Thrawn, go off.
2: My match is you, she says, and your match is me. And whoever confesses first in love is the one who is the lesser in the relationship
0: yeah it does kind of have those vibes tbh i can't
2: believe that kaguya saba was written years before it was actually syndicated (laughs) also in like an absolute giga chad move she has a fucking loose leaf tea uh infuser and she just pours fucking tea for the two of them in the middle of kanba going off And asks him if he remembers something he said to her years ago, to which he responds, I was just a kid then, let it go. Offers him the tea, and Kanba, in an equally power play move, just drops one of her spent slingshot bullets into it, (laughs) and just asks her, you want to tell me what this is? Flashbacks to all the times she's used it previously, and he asks her if she got it from that place by any chance, to which she notably evades the question and just says, oh, I made those girls forget about you because they aren't qualified to hunt. But Meanwhile. Did- <laughs> Secret. Esmeralda's just macking on Penguin Number One. Who Esmeralda is,
1: is open mouth kissing Penguin Number One, so open beak kissing Penguin Number One so hard that he is turning purple because he cannot breathe.
2: And his helmet is falling off. No need to hide, she says. I know everything about you.
0: Love may in fact be warped.
2: <laughs> Kamba punches the table and declares he has no secrets. Don't give me that bullshit. She just says, I'm Natsume, that is, eventually you'll fall off the cliff and tumble into the sea at this rate. It's going to become public no matter what. And she tells him a little story about how emperor penguins uh on the edge of an iceberg worry about diving into the water because there could be a hunting seal in there. Only one has to go in to make sure it's safe, but no one wants to be the one who dies. So they all just huddle around waiting for someone to slip in. This is, I do not know if this is an accurate description of Emperor Penguin behavior.
1: I don't either. It sounds fake, but I don't know enough about Emperor Penguin. I Penguins have heard about it.
0: this being a thing, but I cannot say for sure.
1: Maybe it's like the thing about lemmings running off cliffs made up by the Disney Corporation. Whoa.
0: Look, lemmings self-correct after this at least the second one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so
2: Tomlin does just go like, You're saying I'll become one of those dumb penguins?
0: Where do you think the penguins come from,
2: Kamba? Whatever, let's get down to business, Kamba says. Give me back Ringo's diary, we need it. To which Natsume says, nope. And first of all, Ezreal is wiping her beak. Uh, Penguin number one is unconscious on the ground, drool, hanging out of his beak with multiple hickey marks.
1: Ah, these are just...
0: I think that's more lipstick than Hickey.
1: Those look more like lipstick marks than Hickey's. Of
0: course, the problem then becomes, how did she make lipstick marks on her lips?
1: She ate lipstick.
0: But yeah, <laughs> but she doesn't have lips.
1: No, she ate it so it was in her mouth, so when she, like, like put I, her- No, I understand in. that.
0: I mean, more like, how did she get that shape?
1: The way that she bit down on it. <laughs> so those
2: are, in fact, Hickey's.
0: I choose to believe that it is through the power of her feminine wiles.
1: That's definitely what Ikahara would say. <laughs> anyway, uh,
2: now that Penguin number one is uh, dead from kisses, Natsume declares, we need the diary too, as it's him, Mario, walks onto the screen <laughs> with his penguin hat on, and Kanba is shocked to see this, and Natsume reiterates she will not hand over the diary even if she has to fight him for it to save Mario. And he just leaves, which, um, honestly, Kanba... That is, uh, very telling because this is the man who was like, I will do all kinds of crimes to save Himari, and then just immediately when confronted by this, backs the fuck down (laughs) and goes home. Carrying with him, by the way, a stretcher, a hospital stretcher on which is the unconscious penguin one. Uh, Natsume, meanwhile, is calling someone on the phone and says, Oh yeah, he doesn't seem to realize we only have half the diary, but it's pointless now. More importantly, yeah, could you promptly find the other diary half for me? So this is interesting. She doesn't have the other half of the diary. Mm -hmm. Why would that be? Because last episode, we know that she, we thought she was the one who attacked Ringo and got the back half of the diary, and we know she's the one who picked up the half that Ringo dropped. So who, so if she doesn't have that half of the diary, then who was phone? Anyway. Uh, Time to get on a... Sta- By the way, I learned something about the station names in this show. that. Ooh! Later. Uh, anyway, Ringo and Shoma are taking the subway, and she is happy he is doing better. And Shoma just picks this moment to be a dumbass and goes like, Hey, why'd you hand over the diary? You knew we needed to save Himari's life, and you gave it away so easily. I do not know what is going on with Penguin number two here. He sits on what looks like a big bun, and the bun is not good, and he for the remainder of this scene will be farting up and down.
1: Well, I know that they later there's a thing about cabbage rolls so I was wondering if maybe these are cabbage rolls.
2: Ah, uh, and he's getting gassy, that would make sense. Yeah. Anyway, uh Shoma calls Himari an idiot, and Himari just- Yeah, no, Ringo. Or Ringo an idiot, and Ringo just fucking right hooks him, Yeah. and when he goes why did you punch me in the fucking face? She's like, you're right, I was a dumbass, and she just proceeds to slam him into one of the uh, pole, the poles that you hold onto while riding the train multiple times, flicks him on the forehead multiple times, just a cavalcade of violence.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of Ringo on Shoma violence in this episode, and uh, like, should I say that it's all very funny? Because it, is, it is! It really <laughs> is! It's, it's
2: genuinely kind of delightful in the sense of, like, this is obviously heightened reality and not a wholly literal depiction of what's really going on.
0: I can't believe that Shoma's fucking dead.
2: Yeah. Right. Anyway, she just absolutely lets him have it after he he does in fact say did in fact say something like kinda insensitive in the sense of like, my dude, she just sacrificed what she thought was her entire happiness to save your life. This is maybe not the time to to be a jerk about it. Just the flicking him on the forehead while holding his hair back is the funniest part of this. I can't believe I ex- I exchanged Mocha's diary for such a loser. My life is ruined. It must be a punishment for giving up on destiny. At which point, finally, Shoma's like, oh yeah, that was your sister's diary. But it's all right, Ringo declares. I will resume Project M. I remember some of it. I'll continue from where I left off. And Shoma's just like, oh no, restocking Tabuki again. And Ringo says, I'm his real wife. (sighs) The night, he and I will spend an exceptionally romantic night together. I think it was written in the diary. Shoma just points out like, hey, that's not you. And Ringo argues, but I'm Momoka that's fate. And Shoma reiterates that she must, in fact, love herself. Shoma kind, of, kind of, without meeting to, kind of tells her, you are you no- and nobody else.
1: Which is probably the very first time that Ringo has ever considered that as a possibility.
2: Yeah. Certainly the first time someone's explicitly argued that to her. Because her parents are way too out of touch to realize what's been going on with their kid. Mm-hmm. And Shoma just goes like, Yeah, I'm not helping you. And first of all, look at how sad she is. She immediately asks if, you know, he's just stopped because she doesn't have the diary anymore. And Shoma says, no, because doing what you're doing won't help you. And it won't get you what you want and probably never will. To which she says, fine, I'll do it myself the way I always have. Today's message, by the way, is that one word changed everything with the word implied to be love. Thanks, Double H. (laughs) Anyway, it's time for Ringo to head back to uh, the occult room where she collected frog eggs last time. How to get your man by any means necessary with the lady chanted frog.
1: Yeah.
2: It's the exact same frog as before, but it's got like lipstick and a hair bow and a big old heart shape on its back.
1: That's how you know it's
2: a woman. No notes. It's a miraculous frog that surfaces once every 16 years. Place the straw onto a sixteen-year-old girl's face and make her sweat.
0: That's a terrible thing that you just said. I didn't want to hear it, and now I have
2: milliliters of the sweat and make the man of your dreams drink it.
1: Alice, we're in this together.
0: This makes me profoundly sad and unhappy.
1: Microphone and unlovable microphone. Are you ready? Unlovable Oh, Wait, do I have it on the? No, I don't have it on the board anymore. I mean, I still have it on my computer. I just had to take it off when I was rearranging some of the sounds and I never put it back on.
2: Anyway. Turning over the page in our thing that says it has been X days since the last mountain goats incident. Yes. So Ringo is determined to make this frog sweat on her, goes in with a rubber glove, pulls the thing out. Lays down in the middle of her little occult symbol, gets ready to put the frog on her face with the hot lamps trained on her, freaks out, immediately puts <laughs> back in the thing and just goes like, Nope, never mind. Thinks better of it, tries again, and this time she screws her courage to the sticking place, slaps the frog on her face, and then freaks the fuck out because it's she incredibly screams.
1: gross. Yeah. Oh, and it is so, so so gross
2: there is so much pink liquid underneath her head
0: i hate this
2: welcome to the ferris wheel the next day as Tabaki asks ringo what the urgent matter she had to discuss with him was and she apologizes for calling him out asks him if where yuri will be tonight and apparently she'll be at rehearsals because she is still you know doing her last performances of the show they're running
1: Ringo is pouring Tabuki, uh, so, or she's pouring some liquid out of a thermos into a cup, presumably for Tabuki, and it is sparkling, so we know.
2: There's frog sweat up in there, and she offers Tabuki some coffee. She made it with special water. Mm-hmm. Thanks. It'll warm you right up. Tabuki says that it smells gamey, and he drinks it, and... Ringo sweats a little bit as she waits to see the result. Ferris wheel comes to a halt. Tabuki rivets.
1: He, honest to God, ribbits. Gato.
2: Drops that coffee cup and immediately just like goes into convulsions. Uh, I can't believe that Ringo murdered Tabuki.
1: He's got a frog in his throat. Ah! How long have you been on that? Seriously,
2: really?
0: <laughs> really? And now in my hour of grief? <laughs>
2: Also um, are you sitting on that one. Also, <laughs> oh, like
0: there are poisonous frogs, but I feel like if this one was poisonous, it would have probably poisoned her already. It would've Unless, of course she's been building an immunity like, like one does <laughs>
2: <dust, laughs> <I have laughs> It was in both classes. I've been building an immunity to the Lady Chanted Frog.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have no idea.
2: Uh anyway. Ringo goes to uh, touch Tabuki, and he immediately, like a fucking villain in a horror movie, has his hand shoot up, grab hers, pops up, and immediately declares his love for her.
1: Yeah, when this happened, I was just like, alright!
2: Well, time for the pain train to load everybody on board. After the eye catch, which again is now, should be to everyone after this episode, now immediately more sinister, (laughs) we get one of the final... I am assuming, Ringo fantasy sequences about Tabuki, which, Alice, can you describe what you're seeing?
0: To the, the Ferris World turned into a paper cutout. Um, yep. We get the Utsuna, like, the self-parody of Utsuna, acknowledgement of his eternal debt to Oscar here. Versailles. As they are carried into the sky on the backs of, I assume, doves. Yep. Tonight, he has come to take her away.
2: And Ringo looks so happy about this. Hey, 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 Alice, hey. what yeah. you the Tamaki is a frog
1: prince? <laughs> I've been sitting on that one. Oh, that's actually pretty good.
0: Life is suffering. Why didn't I realize this before? I don't know, maybe because you weren't tripping balls on, a fr- on frog sweat.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I assumed this was happening here unless she's completely delusional.
1: I wonder if I can make the episode title Tripping Balls on Frog Sweat. (laughs) I genuinely, I certainly hope so. We'll figure out. (laughs) The only place I could rest my wings was the fountain of
2: love welling up in your eyes (laughs) as they rise into orbit. And take a a look, Ringo. How beautiful.
0: The the billboard now says our names on it in different colors. It's destiny. There's a happy ending waiting for us, right? They say. Oh god, don't bring Hachiko into this. this what do you, is what do you mean Hachiko,
2: Alice? Don't you mean K-Heart-R?
0: Wait, no, keep going? Yep. Okay, move the episode that Oh god. It does say K-I hate this. Leave Hachiko alone. That's blasphemy.
2: <laughs> the statue of Hachiko has their names on it. A satellite has their names on it. Everything that happened until now was just a love opera. Trials of love. Cupid's real arrow is... Look, a fucking arrow comes streaking out of the sky like a comet. Tabuki opens his shirt, and it hits a little cardboard cutout heart.
1: To the Chateau
0: of Love. Sounds like the worst translation of Song of Solomon ever. Yep.
2: (laughs) Anyway, kind of some uncomfortable.
0: Tabuki, we will finally become one. Oh, kill me. Don't- Oh, God.
2: Hey.
0: Okay, I'm sorry. Pause here, but like, really, Ikuhar, really, Ikuni, you're gonna like- You knew they were going to do this. You knew that they were going to have the, like, lights out the window. And literally, this feels like it is a callback to that one episode we don't like to talk about from Uthana. Mm
1: -hmm. Are you sure that we don't like to talk about it? Because I feel like it comes up a lot.
0: (laughs) I know. And we're always, like... (laughs) hurt by having to do it
1: there's there's a lot of there's a lot of episode 33 you get
0: another bible one in here after song of solomon we we return to it as a dog returns to his vomit (laughs) just inevitably forever
2: oh and uh by the way uh that's not the only visual we're going to get because move us along please yeah
0: bridal carry past the window of course
2: yep weird bird cutouts laying her down on the bed. Oh my god,
0: I don't like this. And
2: it is exactly the shot, this weird thing of the little bonsai tree intersecting with Tabuki's nethers is very weird. Uh And yep, there's all the shots of their specific way that he is leaning over her, and Ringo starts crying. And Tabuki asks her why she's crying, and she doesn't know. Gee, I wonder if, if Ringo, because she's a little bit messed up emotionally and hasn't had time to kind of mature into her own person is suddenly realizing that she does not in fact want this and kind of fooled herself into it because she felt like it was the only way to maintain an emotional connection with her family
1: yeah yeah she says like i've been waiting for this day like my whole life for moloka and i to become one and tabuki tells her then let your feelings take over which uh gross I get that he has been drugged, but also...
2: There's the grabbing of the bedsheets.
1: Yeah!
2: And the tactical cut to show fucking up with dinner. So Himari rescues Show from having his pot fully boil over, lectures him for spacing out, and then points out that he is making stuffed cabbage. And she knows that something happened between him and Ringo because he always makes ca- stuffed cabbage rolls whenever he wants to make up with someone.
0: That's really cute. I wish it was happening in different circumstances. Why the fuck is that penguin? Do- what is what is it the penguin I'm doing to that cabbage?
1: Truly obsessed with the way that penguin number two is going ham on that cabbage. He's packing it. He's packing the, the cabbage because he's trying to, to shave it down so it can be used as shredded cabbage. Like Himori's, like you want to make up with Ringo, right? And Show is sort of denying that they have the type of relationship that would warrant like him feeling like he needs to apologize to her like that I guess I don't know and Himari kind of belabors the point like well she's your sister's precious friend so be sure to make up the the
2: implication he's trying to resist is he the way she says it could mm-hmm. be interpreted if you are incredibly defensive about having feelings for her mm-hmm. like Himari might be saying that you're sweet on her and you feel bad because mm-hmm. the girl you like is mad at you
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And if you're incredibly defensive about that Which I'm not saying show is it, That is exactly where you'd go And Himari would in fact rebuff you in this exact same way Like, dude, I'm sorry You got a crush on her
1: Anyway, Penguin number
2: two managed to get his face Stuck in the cabbage
1: He tunneled all the way to the center of the cabbage
2: Yep, anyway Back in the apartment Ringo asserts herself And just says no
1: And she pushes him away
2: Ringo presses the, fuck it, nope, this is bad. Tabuki kind of protests, goes like, but we love each other so much. And she just has this moment of self-reflection where she goes like, do I love
1: you? He says, aren't we destined lovers?
2: She looks so happy in this shot where you can't see her eyes because of her bangs holding in front of them and everything about her entire life is falling apart. So Ringo bails, tells Tabuki she's sorry, she's going home. And uh, immediately, Tabuki rivets again
0: this fucking shot is so fucking creepy.
1: He is hunched over on the bed with a an ominous green light
2: illuminating
0: kind of him
1: illuminating him.
0: This feels like it's supposed to be a, like her overactive imagination
2: happening again. Mm-hmm. This is incredibly literal. This is just what's happening. Oh god, it is a fucking... He silhouette. Silhouetted, his eyes glowing green,
1: his mouth pumping in and out as he caro-caro-caros. It's honestly pretty effective at being freaky.
2: Uh-oh. So, we cannot read the Lady Chanted Frog page, but it flashes back to the webpage Ringo was getting that information on. hmm I am pretty sure, because we see a little bit more detail that is translated for us later... I'm pretty sure most of the details there are just, like, reiterating to the audience, if we hadn't caught it before, that, uh, the guy falls madly in love with you and is consumed by desire for at least 24 hours. Yeah. So Ringo just goes, like, fucking... nope. Dashes out the door, slams it shut, accidentally kicks her cell phone... Ha- I I know she does it on purpose, she's trying to make it use it as a doorstop. I did not catch that the first time.
1: I also thought it was on accident, so good catch.
2: Yeah, because she she actually kicks it on purpose. Holds the door shut so he can't open it. Because she can't lock it from this side. Tabuki declares he loves her and continues riveting. And just... Hey, has anyone else seen this great horror movie, The Shining?
0: <laughs> Literally doing a shining.
2: Just punches through the door. Tells her not to be scared, rivet. Oh, by the way, Yuri's home. <laughs> she's just like,
1: oh, here we go. Ringo understandably freaks out while yep. Tabaki continues to yell at her to open the door and also rivet.
2: And Ringo just tells Yuri, hey, please break up with Tabaki. First of all, Tabaki is saying, make me your beloved birdie to Ringo, <laughs> which is very funny, even if it's freaky as hell.
0: <laughs> oh, she's just like, oh my.
2: <laughs> and Ringo's like, hey, you, you, you heard what he said? Like, Tabuki won't see anyone else other than me, can no longer love any woman other than me. Please give him to me. And immediately, Yuri's just like, okay, that's fine. But will that really make you happy?
1: Of course it will. She'll marry Tabuki, they'll live in a little house, become a happy family with a puppy and a baby.
2: And Yuri's just like, I thought you were in love with Shoma Takakura. And Yuri... Just calls Ringo out, snipes her from orbit. Just kind of pointing out, yeah, you're you're deeply unaware of your own feelings for the guy. Look how hopeful she looks as she says the words, <laughs> I'm in love with Shoma?
1: Yuri offers to make them some tea.
0: Fabulous tea.
2: Anyway, uh, the website about the frog says its effect lasts one let- and only, so only use it as a last resort. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, back to the Higashi Koenji line.
1: They are outside of Ringo's building.
2: Yep, Ringo is on her way home and is intercepted by Himari and Shoma outside of her apartment. Uh, Ringo is understandably confused as to why they're there, and Shoma's just like, hey, uh, Himari, help me uh, cook some stuffed cabbage. You're home late, and we, we thought you might be hungry. Please please take this food that we thoughtfully made for you. It's stuffed curry cabbage.
1: Because they know she likes curry.
2: Yep. And immediately, Rigo's like, this is why I hate you. It's all your fault. And, uh, hey, remember the, the comedy violence from earlier?
1: I laughed so hard when she decked him in this scene. <laughs>
2: Shoma with her bag and puts him back through the entire sequence. Of- Not a
1: moment in my life did I expect that to happen again. I know, and it's really funny. She insists that she loves Tabaki, And just goes like, she says, I'm in love with Tabuki, and proceeds to smash his head against, uh, what is that, like a power line? Yeah, it it's like a yeah. football.
2: I'm gonna marry him and become Mobuka. that's fate, that's the reason I was born, she says, as she fucking uses a double slap on him.
1: Himari, in the background of every single one of these scenes, is comedy gold. Yep. This one right here, this is my favorite Himari. <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm just absolutely confused. This was the last option I had to connect the family loop, and you wrecked it! You ruined everything! Literally Ringo just saying, stupid, sexy Shoma.
1: (laughs) She asks him, why did you come into my life?
2: Of all the bars and all the gin joints in all the world. Yep. Why did you have to say I'm me?
0: Like, I mean, yeah, pointing out that, like, you know, refusing to play into this
2: delusion. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Penguin number three and penguin number two are, are saving the little curry rolls from the Well, ground.
1: okay, more accurately, I think that penguin number three is saving some of them. I think penguin number two may have eaten a couple.
2: Oh, no, he's-, he's Oh,
1: he had them under, okay, I was wondering yeah, why- Yeah, because he's a emperor penguin. he's protecting it like an egg. Okay, well, I thought he may have eaten a couple, because, I mean, that would not surprise me.
2: Yep, anyway, Shoma just goes Shoma like,
1: literally asks, what are we? What am I to you? Oh, God. And then we get maybe my favorite... Survival tactics! Just
2: absolutely in the background the entire time. Surprise, Humari has the hat on again, and we are going straight to Imagine. We skip rock over Japan.
1: I mean, we get, like, a little... We get, you know, the background music version of it, but we don't get that really cool beginning bit.
2: Listen up, you low lives who will never amount to anything.
1: And she calls Ringo a monkey
2: bitch. Try monkey bitch. I'll allow it this once. So, unfortunately, this is the all-bummers edition of Survival Tactics. (laughs) Uh, As Ringo explains, hey, you know why we have a curry day tradition? Momoka died on the 16th of the month, so every day, 16th, we eat her favorite food, curry. On that day, 16 years ago, she died and I was born on the same day.
1: And while we are hearing her say this, there's like a symbol on the screen that's kind of rotating like a...
2: It's a broken loop. Yeah. As uh, Shoma makes the connection, oh wait, that would have been 16 years ago.
1: Shoma instantly knows what she's referring to. And we're about to learn.
2: And now we're all on a subway car that is fully like blacked out inside with little with the broken loop symbol surrounding the number 95 in red light everywhere. Is
0: this, this is where I realized what was, they were talking about. Is it okay to say it yet?
1: Yeah, we're, we're literally about about to to literally hear it.
2: So my sister Momoka Ogunome is a victim of that incident.
1: And what incident is
2: it? If you've never learned Japanese history, you may not know what's going on here, but to the average Japanese person watching this episode, the number 95 on a subway car and the words incident should bring to mind a specific case. Alice, go ahead and tell them.
0: This is a reference to the sarin gas attacks performed by um, the Alm uh, Shinrikyo cult in 1995. Mm Mm-hmm. Sarin gas being the deadliest nerve gas that we have in existence.
2: The most volatile nerve gas in existence.
0: Well, most volatile, thank you. The cult released, um, they had plastic baggies full of sarin that they punctured with sharpened umbrellas and then put under the seats that aerosolized when exposed to air. As of a couple of years ago, there have been 14 confirmed deaths um, a bunch of pretty seriously um, injured people. Over and... a thousand
2: people uh, reported vision problems in the aftermath yeah. as well. Just like, by modern reckoning, it is the deadliest terrorist attack ever to have been committed in Japan. This is, in a lot of ways, like, in terms of its cultural significance, though not not nearly in the same in terms of direct death, uh, this is Japan's equivalent of the September 11th attack in terms of, like,
0: it it was pretty sweeping how it affected um yeah. it affected japanese society but also like legal legally like it changed how the government uh, and society at whole approached the new religions it changed how the government approached dealing with potential uh, Alice, hazards
2: some people might not be familiar with the term you just used can you tell us what what the new religions are
0: uh the new religions um uh, is a colloquial and um i think i think it's a term of art referring to new religious movements i am short on the specific law but there is so Jap- japan has a lot of smaller religious movements um, starting in around the kind of like early 19th i mean on the late 19th early 20th century in the west they tend to get called cults though so that gets kind of complicated
1: there's sort of an inherent derogatory
2: nature to the term cult. Yeah. It's an accurate description in a lot of cases. Is,
1: is oh, yeah. sure, sure. In this case.
0: There is an um, explosion of these in the 70s because the state Shinto, was the state religion of Japan, got, gets abolished after World War II. Mm-hmm. And um, after the occupation is kind of over, it just... It explodes with lots of groups, everything from Jehovah's Witnesses to syncretic relations and things like Soka, Soka Gakkai, which or if you've actually heard about Shinzo Abe, uh, the Moonies are actually not entirely unconnected to this. One of them was Shinrikyo, and they were a doomsday, syncretic doomsday cult that believed that people who die with bad karma go to hell and you can prevent people from dying if they are killed by a believer. So you murder people so they can not go to hell.
2: Yeah, I see. Yeah. You, you kill them before their karma can truly turn bad.
0: Yeah, which was there was the point of the sarin gas attacks was that they hoped that it would basically start World War III. It was one of the several different attempts they made to start World War III through uh, biological or chemical attacks. It's pretty bad.
2: Yeah, they were later in the aftermath of it, by the way, linked to a separate sarin gas attack from the previous year that started with an order to assassinate a bunch of judges who ruled against them on a land dispute
0: yeah so i remember when like i was watching this and i just stopped was like oh this is a sarin gas attack thing like out loud (laughs) as soon as i saw this the scene with this train the 95s everywhere
2: the 95 by the way has been in the opening from day fucking this is yeah the whole time I, I told you both that I got spoiled on a major element of the series before watching it, and unfortunately for me, um, or fortunately, I, I don't know how you would describe it, the fact that Mawaru Penguin Drum is explicitly about, in a lot of ways, the aftermath of the Tokyo sarin gas attacks was the detail I was spoiled on, and how it impacted some of the characters.
1: See, I knew how, I like, I knew it was a big factor in the plot, and I guess, like... The only thing I knew is that, like, it involved the death of, like, somebody close to a main character, but I didn't know much about the specifics. Well, it's apparently gonna be more than that. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah that that's that was the only thing that I knew, is not not that I thought that that was the extent of it.
2: Oh, dude, I, I know. I'm just saying, like, oh boy. Yeah. We're getting so much more than that this episode. Yeah. So this is part of why Ringo has the trauma she does surrounding Momoka's death is that Momoka didn't just die. She was violently murdered in one of the biggest national tragedies in Japanese history. Like her sister's death made the news.
1: And as Ringo was being, and that was happening as Ringo was being born.
2: Yup. Yeah.
1: So therefore she must be Momoka's reincarnation.
2: Mm-hmm. And Ringo just declares, like, everything would have gone according to plan if you hadn't shown up. To which Shoma makes a somewhat surprising declaration. Because Ringo is surprised that he doesn't snap back at her the way he always does, and he just goes, no, you're absolutely right. I am the one who screwed up your fate in the first place. To which she responds, like, 16 years ago you weren't even and he goes, nope. Kamba and I were both born on that same day.
1: So they're I mean, not twins, I don't think.
2: They would, in fact, in this case, be fraternal twins.
1: Okay. if Assuming they're biologically
2: related, which we don't know for sure.
1: Yeah, I know we have floated the idea that maybe they are not actually biologically related. Because there is some implication that,
2: I think from the previous episode, we now have some implication that Himari might not be bi- biologically related to them. Interesting. Because the scene we see of her with, like, the other kids and you're the fucking thing that's labeled child brailer in the uh, Grey Monday flashback.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Like, my first thought there is that this is her at an orphanage.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So I'm wondering if the three of them were adopted. But Yeah, we will have to see. We will certainly have to see. All we know for sure is that if they're biologically related, they would have to be fraternal twins.
1: Yes. And he says, it's our fault your sister passed away.
2: And Ringo just responds with confusion and he clarifies un Shoma clarifies unhelpfully. I'm saying your sister died and we're to blame.
1: And then uh, the princess of the crystal says, let's initiate the survival strategy.
2: And then we get the, the opening notes of Dear Your Future.
1: Yeah, the Holy uh God. episode title as written at the end of this says you have finally realized it, which I do think was different from the one I said earlier. Anyway. Yeah, so at the end of this episode, I just I just sort of threw up my hands and was like, I guess. Sure, I guess.
0: I would love to know how the contemporary Domestic reception to this plot element was like what was that? What that was like? I would love to know. If anyone has any information on that, please
1: contact the at, at me on
0: Twitter. Yeah, um, because I'm dying to know.
1: Hold on, real quick. I'm going to be right back. So according to Yasha and Vana, who are downstairs in my house right now, it took up until this episode for the Anglosphere fandom to pick up on the fact that this was about the sarin gas attack. Because, you know, this was coming out in like 2011. People in North America, especially, would not really have like immediately picked up on this. Maybe if it was coming out now, there might have there might be a little more like cultural literacy about like stuff like that. But uh yeah, like it kind of took everybody by like absolute surprise when that was revealed. So that's the answer to our question.
0: Thank you for answering my question.
1: I figured, you know, you asked and
0: I didn't realize that I had some I was able to just get an answer to that.
1: So, anyway, yeah. So, I honestly, I did not know much about the sarin gas attacks going into Penguin Drum. This was kind of the first that I'd ever heard about it, probably like a lot of North Americans.
0: Well, now, I was actually kind of, I was, so I was, I was this was when I did the, uh, the deep dive, wiki deep dive on today, and mm-hmm. I, at first I was like, okay, how am I going to talk about this? And I was like, looking at the details and realizing... You know, I'm not sure that it's even appropriate for me to give the whole, like, hey, this is how Saren Gas works.
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, if listeners want to know, you can seek out that info. Yeah. And as it is relevant to the show, we will probably talk about it. But yeah.
0: the only thing I really wanted to say more specifics here is that, like, because of the nature of this attack, which was they tried, like, almost like, almost a dozen times to use biological chemical weapons they succeeded twice oh they tried a bunch of ways some of them were almost i can only use the term wacky just (laughs) most bird brained shit trying to make botulism failing to make anthrax (laughs) at one point they get their hands on like anthrax vaccine spores a vaccine strain that literally can't kill anyone and Knowing what it is anyway, they decide to try to use it, and it's like if you read up to this point, you're like, oh, "Okay, these guys are idiots," and it's like, "Yes, they are," and they still managed to do this. Uh-huh. The thing about the Saren attacks that made it so scarring, besides the fact that a lot of people died, is that because of the nature of the attacks, until like it was really bad in there, people did not know it was happening. Oh. Yeah, uh, people went to work, be having already been poisoned by sarin gas.
1: Holy shit!
0: And did not and and like had to be the the emergency um services had to pick them up from work where they were because they were lo- like having like huge terrible eye problems and like oh, were starting to get so real scary.
1: bad.
0: Yeah, there was actually like a lot of it got on the news. The Japanese news showed up with footage of people streaming out of the um, subways. And there was a lot of criticism afterwards because there was a lack of vehicles to get people to emergency services. And the news guys didn't want, like at one point they were, they were being begged. Um, I don't know if this actually ended up live, but it was well known that it happened. People begged them to be able to to be taken to the hospital and the news guys were not willing to take them. Oh, until shit. they were just like, if we don't do this, people are going to like just not the band over. And the w- w- reason I asked the question was because um, this was a deeply, deeply traumatic thing. Um, I've read before that there is kind of a people who are related to former members of Shin- Shinriko. There's kind of a stigma there.
1: I, You know, I can imagine.
0: Yeah. Cause these guys are kind of boogeymen.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: A lot of depictions of scary cult in the background of a character that you get in some Japanese media. Um, a lot of them are just basically this one.
1: It's kind of like how your like generic cult ideas. If you're in North America, probably reference Jamestown or yeah, it, it, it
0: yeah either Jamestown, uh, Manson family, Manson and, family, yeah, and Heaven's Gate. It, it's it's mm-hmm. those are the three here that like people reference. Um, Japanese media, I've seen people reference um, Sarin Gas Tech.
1: This is the first time to my knowledge I've seen that reference in something, but also it is possible that I would not have recognized the reference. Yeah, sans context. If
0: you have ever seen there's like a cult and a cult in an anime, and part of their whole thing is like um, a kind of homicidal salvific urge it's pro. it's kind of it it, that is is likely a reference to this
1: thank you for all of that context yes do we have any other thoughts about the episode
0: i was very happy that finally ikuni has a lot of things where like characters end up being the victims of sexual assault and I'm happy that we have an instance where someone is able to avoid this happening to them at least one time. Yeah. I, I'm not... That, and that's not a criticism of the other instances of this sure. occurring in these works. It was personally nice to see. Yeah. I'm sure that other terrible things will occur. There are many penguins to do horrible things in the background,
1: for, <laughs> for instance. Uh, before we end out the episode, I do want to acknowledge... This will be fairly, because we're recording several episodes in advance right now, um, this will be uh, somewhat old by the time the episode itself comes out, but it is very fresh for me as I'm recording this. I need to give a shout out to, uh, on Twitter, at Tithe underscore two underscore hell, who drew, I finally have manifested my first... Cursed fan art, and it is of Aww. Walter White Heisenberg from Breaking Bad as the Princess of the Crystal, uh, described further down in the comments as the Princess of the Crystal
0: Man. Can well, I see it?
1: Yeah, I, I posted it in the chat. I, and
2: I am deeply cursed. I don't
1: see it in the
0: chat. It
2: might be, I think it might be in the other chat, Allison, Evil Ape stooking it out.
1: Oh yes, it, it's in the chat with Yasha and Vana, but it's a it
0: name to that, by the way, because I posted a picture, dear listener, of a very good screenshot from the hit game Disco Elysium.
1: <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> anyway, uh, okay, I'm you, anyway, yeah. yes. Uh so this is a beautiful, uh, beautiful piece of artwork of, of Walter White dressed up as the Princess of the Crystal. And I the more I look at it, the more I notice like that the hat itself is also like the Heisenberg hat. And uh instead of the Princess of the Crystals, like just generic white underwear, it's the white tidy whities from Breaking Bad. Um, yeah. It's just, it's truly remarkable and incredible, and it's a work of art. And I'm so, I'm so happy that something I said led to this existing in the world. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, if that's all we've got for the episode tonight, listeners, if you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at UsnaCast. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Impandanata. Alice, where can people find you online?
0: They can find me on Twitter. Um, I am at Lyrewolf. L Y R E W U O F.
1: And Cass, what would you like to plug tonight? I would love to talk about Alice and
2: I's other podcast, which we'll be recording, uh, starting recording again pretty soon. Yeah. You're actually
0: going to be starting recording. um, I am planning to start recording in like literally the next five days.
2: Yeah. Uh, Because we have
0: a little bit of time. Name
1: of the podcast.
0: Um, our podcast is named Big Steppy.
1: Yep. And you can find us at SteppyCast on Twitter. And if you would like to support this show, you could do that on Patreon at Utenacast.com. And we, if you want to get in contact with us, we have an email address at ImagineMeAndUtena at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on Twitter. Or we have a Google form in our pinned tweet where you can express interest in coming on the show. And uh, I think that's it. And if it's not, I don't care. It's getting late and I'm getting sleepy. So on the count of one, down from three, we'll do survival tactic. All right? All right. Three, two, one. Survival, survival, survival tactic! 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 You, you are coming down with me. <laughs>
0: hand in unlovable
2: hand. <laughs>